Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Be Better Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Perkins. The mission of the Be Better Podcast is for people to think about life deeper. We have a wonderful episode today called Be Better with Keeping Teachers Teaching. I have the founder here, Mr. Daryl Gooden. Mr. Gooden, how are you doing today? I am so happy, happy, sir. Thank you for having me today, Dr. Perkins. Hey, no problem. Thank you and the for your time and the knowledge you're about to share with everyone. All right, let's get to it. Can you please tell the audience a little bit about yourself before you started your nonprofit? Wow, man, that's a lot. Well, I'm one of 15. Uh, my mom had 15 kids and I'm the baby. My dad has 27 kids from nine different women. I'm from the state of Mississippi, Shelby, Mississippi. So, you know, they known for populating babies down there, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Louisiana. <laughs> so I'm one of them. I'm a proud Mississippian. Um, over the course of the years of coming out of Mississippi, I played pro football in the Canadian League and arena football. And that's how I ended up out here in the state of Arizona for the next, for the last 27 years now of my life. I graduated from um, Carson Newman College out of Jefferson City, Tennessee. And it was just amazing uh, going to that university. And now I'm up out here. So there you have it. Pretty much I'm a father of five, have one son and four daughters. Son just graduated from Arizona State. I'm a proud papa of that. And come next week, my daughter's getting married <laughs> at the age of 21. Oh, you're a busy man. You're a busy man. <laughs> yes, sir. Very yes, good. Sir. Sounds like a beautiful story. on your son graduating from ASU. Tell yes, us about yes, it is. keeping teachers teaching. How did you get involved with that? What what was behind that? Well, what 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 started is when I was called to become a substitute teacher, and that was something that I wasn't even thinking about doing at the time. But as I got into it, I began to see the real life. Of an educator is because when I grew up, I was diagnosed with ADHD, speech impediment, and a learning disability. And the teachers was always there for me and trying to support me, but I was always pushing them back, you know, messing up the class while they was trying to, you know, help the other students. And when you only have one teacher in the classroom, it's 35 students, and you got one like me terrorizing the class and giving the teacher a hard time you really wouldn't understand the life of it until you really get into it. So I became a substitute teacher and during lunchtime, I began to hear these teachers talking about their lives because you never ever hear a teacher tell a student every day, man, the reason why I come here, it ain't because of the money. It ain't because of this. You never hear a teacher say that when you're growing up. But when you get into that lunchroom, you start hearing everything short on their bills, on their electric bill, water bill, I didn't even know what a teacher made, but a lot of them was falling short on paying, uh, taking care of personal needs for themselves. And I started hearing it over and over. So what one thing that really caught my eyes is that I had a teacher. She was wanting to do an art show for her students that up and coming Friday. And on that Wednesday, um, she went to the uh, principal to ask for if was there extra seed money or something, you know, that can help her out with these posters and different things for the kids, for the art show, because the kids are excited. And they said, we can't help you. Her lecture bill was due on that Monday. 
and her electric bill was like $85 a 90. And she took her last $100 bill, ran down to the dollar store and bought up all the markets, all the posters and put the kids to work to do the artwork. By Friday, we had the art show. I had to go see it because after seeing her was all erect that she didn't have no money, school didn't have no money, her electric bill was due. But at that event, she bought, you know how you buy those pack of cookies for a dollar, the juice for a dollar. She bought everything from the Dollar Tree. And uh, it was a very successful art show just to see those smiles on those kids' face, see the parents happy, and also seeing a smile on her face, even though she was in a nervous breakdown. She was like, oh, my God. You know, it was like amazing. But from seeing that on that Monday, we go eat lunch again. I went up to her and I said to her, I said, you did something very noble and it touched me because I couldn't even sleep the weekend. I couldn't wait to school start on Monday just to see you. And she's like, huh? I said, look, I pulled out a hundred dollars out my pocket. I said, look, I don't want you to think that I'm harassing you or anything, but I overheard you and the three teachers talking about your electric bill, water bills, heard them talking about student loans. And I heard the most thing that stuck out the most is that you needed money to do these things for these kids. And they didn't have it at the district office, at the school principal. And you had to take your last. I want to give you this hundred dollars so you can pay your electric bill today. And she just went like, oh, oh, she's like, I, I pay it back to you. I said, no, no, you pay me by keep doing what you're doing, teaching these kids. And that's when the birth of keeping teacher, teacher came to life. Provide for our teachers so they can continue on providing for our future. And that's the mission of keeping teachers teaching. For those little small things. Mm -hmm. Now you so get, it wanna carry um, on to donations. You get donations, donations. towards your uh, foundation, and then you use that mm -hmm. for teachers in crisis, financial crisis, correct? What do they have to do? They have to correct. submit some type of paperwork, evidence. Can you explain that? Yes. So what happened is, you know, since I have only special events, which an up and coming event that you go be a part of, I get the information out to them and to the different principals. And I go to the different uh, conferences that the school has to give my information, let them know, hey, I'm here to support your educators. They're in personal need. I understand that they are part of other teachers unions and part of other teachers association. It doesn't matter to me long as they're in the classroom and trying to give their best to educate our kids, we want to be here for them. And we also want to partner us with all the other associations so we continue on. So from that, when a teacher in the need, they'll call, they'll talk to their principals and let them know, look, I'm, I'm struggling here financially at my home. You know what? It's a young man by the name of Daryl Gooden, the founder of Keeping Teacher Teacher. He may can help you. I'm not 100% saying that he can help you on what you pretty, pretty need, but I think he can do some things for you. So, and that's how it all started. And that's how the word started getting out. <laughs> now, even yes. though this is an Arizona-based nonprofit, it, and it's only for Arizona teachers at this time, can anyone from any place outside of Arizona and inside Arizona, can they donate to your organization? Oh, of course. Yes. Open wide. International, next door neighbor. <laughs> yes, sir. How do yes, they sir. go about doing that? They go to www 
keepingteachersteaching.org. That's www.com, mean www.keepingteachersteaching.org. And they can go there or they can go to www.kttfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. What financial crisis are you hearing in those teachers' lounges or just around campus? What are what are some areas that teachers are struggling with? The rent, their rent, the mortgage, especially the ones who get apartments. You know, the rent is really knocking a hole in them. Um, the electric bill is one another that I hear a lot. Um those are pretty much the things because, as you know, how inflation went up. Apartments, what, $1,200, now they $1,600 for one bedroom. Even though an educator got a, got a, a raise, 2 yep. or 3%, but they're not one knowing. Yep. I, I, yeah. Not knowing that the rent was going to shoot up that high. And they only got but a, but a couple thousand dollars with after taxes and your state retirement, that's $2,500. It's really the moment twelve hundred in your pocket. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, right now, so, like you just said, rent is up to mortgage rates or excuse me, mortgage payments. So yeah, that that raise mm-hmm. the inflation caught up with it quick and fast. So let me ask you this: quick, If you were a king for a day, what solutions would you implement to fix teacher pay and teacher shortages? One of the things that I would do. It bring all educators together. And I will ask them, is your heart really true into really serving our youth to be the best citizen they can be? And if all of them say and agree upon, say yes, because, you know, there ain't no perfect teachers nowhere. You know, you're always going to get some, not give all they all they got because of the pay and because other reason too. Uh, that will be one of the things is to get their raise and get a grill bone for that, for them. But also ask them to make a commitment, a commitment, lease for five years to stay in that area of, of education where they at. Not move around, just stay right there. Because those there kids you. get attached to you. They start following you because they see that they are really learning something from you. And if we can just have a contract, almost just like the military, you know, you go through the ROTC and you receive scholarship uh, from them and they have to make commitment for four years to stay in the military, at least four years in the army. Give me that commitment of five years in that area and see what kind of difference we can make. Yes. So that's what pretty much I would Very do. Good. <laughs> now I want to tap into your yeah. wisdom. You and I know each other and I think you're a man of uh, great wisdom. So this question goes like this. What life advice would you like to share with people? Just general life advice. People. Just general life advice. General life, begin to start loving yourself. Being real to self. It's because that was one of the things that I had to face as a child, not knowing how to read or write, uh, learning, uh, diagnosed with ADHD speech impediment, you know, not being real to myself until I actually got help 
and ask for help. Because that's what happened to a lot of us in this world is that we so prideful, we don't want nobody to know that I am not just as smart as, as you. I don't have what you have, but you can perpetrate and buy everything with credit cards, but real money, you don't have. You know what I'm saying? You're getting every, life on credit, pretty much. Instead of being real to yourself, that if I can afford this, let me pay for it. Don't put life on credit. So that was the main thing for myself is to being real who I am and what's my limitation is, you know, towards education as the person who I am as a person, just being real to yourself and not fake the funk. You know what I'm saying? They say, how they say, fake it till you make it. I don't fake it till I make it. I really do what I do because this is who I am. <laughs> yes, sir. There you go. I love that. Being real. Uh, not agreeing. You and I don't agree with that fake it till you make it stuff. Just, just be you, right. be real, take care of yourself, learn, because then you can be 100% for others. Do you right. think social media in the internet, is it is it messing with the world? Is it is it really is it dividing the world, putting, instilling fear, yes. doubt into the world? What, what is your take on that? Oh, of course. I mean, it really has taken on a new way of taking you from, the, from life. And what I mean about from life it's almost like somebody's in your ear every day sharing something instead of you spending time with your family. It's almost like if you're a high school football player, you're a coach. That coach been with his wife for 30 years, but that coach been spending more time with those kids and doing school hours and doing football hours and really don't even know his own kids, his own family is because of the kids that he's been working with day in and day out. Same with the desk and how I feel with social media. Here's your family here, but you on your cell phone looking at Facebook over there in the corner. They don't even have your attention. <laughs> so, of course, social media has really uh, uh, taken it. It's a good tool. Don't get me wrong. It's a good tool. But when you have something to assume too much of you, that's the bad part of it because you don't have self-control now. Beautiful words. What would your experienced self say to your younger self if you could go back in time? And my young, my back in <laughs> younger time. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't have no change. I, I really don't. I, I am so grateful for the road, the journey that the creator has put me on to where I'm at today. Because I don't feel there was no, no mistakes ever happened really in my life growing up until where I'm at today. It's because if that was the case, my life would have been another route. Maybe we took another route. So it was on the path that it's supposed to have been on to where I'm at today. And I think that's for everybody too, you know, to go through what we go to, to be who we are today and realize who we are, to accept it, but also make it better for self, if that makes sense. Very good. What are some final thoughts, final advice you'd like to share with the audience? Wow. One of the things is, is that begin to start really, really looking into yourself every day when you wake up. Thank the creator, look in that mirror and you tell yourself that you love yourself before you step out that door. And that you know who you are as a person to say, 
this is the day. This is the day that I will make better for myself each and every day. But like I said, one second at a time, one minute, one hour, one day, continue on moving forward. And just be thankful. And remember also to give. Give. It, it ain't talking about just monetarily. Give your time. Give good advice. Give love. And that's what I live by. And that's what I truly try to do. And, and I hope, you know, and keep it more of a family organized, a family organized of things. And just keep yourself in tune. So take care of yourself, be thankful, and give all three beautiful, beautiful, I think, life lessons for all of us to, to take in and, and, and put action behind it. So once again, where can yeah, people donate up. to your organization, Keeping Teachers Teaching? They can go to www.keepingteachersteaching.org, or they can go to www.jess. 10 A Z. That's J U S T 10 A Z dot or just 10 dot A Z dot or. They can go there and donate there. And we'd like to thank everyone who do donate. Want to appreciate it. And every educator, we thank you uh, for these donations that we could continue on keeping our educators teaching because that's what it's all about. Without them, it wouldn't be myself. Or yourself, Dr. Perkins, here today. So let's continue doing what we do. Thank you so much, Mr. Gooden, for joining us. He is the founder of the nonprofit Keeping Teachers Teaching here based in Arizona. You can donate from in-state or out-of-state or globally to the organization. Again, they help teachers in financial crisis. So thank you so much, sir. If you can stay on the line after this, I'd love to uh, finish talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.